The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. This is Life in Perspective, Episode 7. Who you with? (laughs) Let's get it. so excited to be back with you guys this week we are talking about who we are around who who are we allowing to speak into our lives I think you know last week we talked about how we lost our focus and how we needed to get back and it was really interesting you know I had a bible study this week and a lot of good points came up and I think one of the things that I've just been studying and focusing on is like how important the people around you are to you reaching your destiny and you know I feel like the first uh, scripture that we started with today, which was Proverbs 12 and 26, talks about how the righteous needs to choose their friends wisely. And there's another scripture in 1 Corinthians um, 15 and 33, and it says, stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and characters. And there's this saying that I've always heard, and it's like, you're going to be like who you be with. <laughs> and I think sometimes we negate the fact that those that we continuously hang around, those that we pour out our deepest thoughts, dreams, desires to have the ability to influence us um, in a good or a bad way. And I feel like this is something that was super important that we talk about because, you know, we are ending the th- the first quarter of the year. And I know even for myself, there were some goals um, that I set at the top of the year. There were some issues instructions that I received from God. And I think the reality is, you know, you need to be surrounded by people who are speaking into that, you know, not talking you out of it, not talking to the person that you potentially may be today, but you also need people in your life who can see you the way that God does. And I talk about that often, you know, when I was on my journey of restoration, how important and how influential and how necessary the friends that I had in my life were to my process. They were people who fought for me when I didn't have the ability to fight for myself. There are a couple of stories that come to mind when I think about a friend and just even like loyal friends. And sometimes you need friends in your life who are loyal to the purpose in your life and not necessarily loyal to you. Um, And when I say that, I don't mean like you should have disloyal friends. What I mean is sometimes you need friends in your life who are so committed to seeing you become all that God wants you to be that they sometimes will even fight you for it. (laughs) You know, sometimes we get off. Sometimes we get off track. Sometimes we, you know, as we discussed last week, we lose focus and you need people in your life who will call you on your stuff. You know, I talk about my friend all the time who like when I'm tripping, she'd be like, bro, it's not cute. Like, I don't, I don't know where the misconception is. I don't know how you got to a point where you thought living beneath who you are was cute and it's not, and I'm not going to accept anything less from you. And sometimes you need friends like that. You need friends who will sacrifice for you. You know, I think about the story of Jonathan and David and how Jonathan's father literally his life goal was to kill David, you know, after David was anointed as King, Saul was 
on a mission to take David out. And I think about how Jonathan fought for David, how he covered him, how he was like his brother. He was more of a brother to David than David's actual brothers. And sometimes, you know, God sends you those people whose life is just dedicated to you becoming all that you're supposed to be. Um, When we start having a conversation about friendships, right, it gets a little muddy because we oftentimes carry ourselves based off our experiences in life. So if we've had experiences where we've been betrayed by friends or we've been mistreated or we've had people walk away from us, we then sometimes start to choose friends or not choose friends um, based off our past experiences. There's something that I always say when I'm inviting people to Culture Shakers Bible study. It's our own little community that we're building, you know, so that we can grow in our faith, but also so we can grow in relationship and have accountability. And there's a thing that I say all the time, and I feel like it's my life's mission, but it's just, you are not created to do life alone. And I'm committed to make sure that you don't have to. Even this podcast, you know, some of you may feel like, dang, I don't really have a friend. I don't really have somebody that I can talk to, that I can speak to. And I'm here. You know, I, I'm, I'm always here for you. We go on this journey every week to talk about how God is continuously putting our life in perspective. And I'm praying. I got a message the other day and um, the young lady was like, yo, I enjoy our weekly conversations. And she's like, even though it's not a conversation, I'm like, no, it is a conversation. It's intended to make, sh- you know, it's intended to feel like you're not on this journey alone. You know, you aren't meant to do life alone. And sometimes you may not have a person who's physically there with you, but I'm letting you know that I'm I'm there with you. I am your friend. I am committed to walking this life journey with you to make sure that you see purpose in life. But also I'm praying that wherever you are, wherever you live, wherever you located, that God would send people that are like-minded, um, that are chasing him just as hard as you are, that they're running after God just as fast as you are, and that they are committed to also seeing the purpose of God prevail in their lives. Man, and and don't feel like you need to have five or 10 friends. I remember when I was in high school, like I had groups of friends just because I'm like an extroverted introvert. <laughs> so like I love to be around people, but then I reach a point where I am completely empty and I need a recharge. And so sometimes I would like hang out with this group of people. And then tomorrow I would need to be with another group of people because it's just like, all right, I need to switch it up. And the reality is it kind of was unhealthy because I was never like planting roots and friendships. I was never having to fully open up because I was always like, um, I had a friend in grad school. She'd be like, you mad mixy. (laughs) You just be with everybody. And that's not a bad thing, but I also think it was my defense mechanism to not have to put my heart and my all into, you know, a specific relationship. Right. I've had best friends over the years, but I also changed schools a lot. And so like some people that I met when I was four, like I'm still their friend, but we're not super close, you know? And then I had a best friend, um, from the summer before high school, we met in basketball camp and we were like, not instantly friends. I think I got on her nerves a little bit cause I was too happy. Um, but we became like best friends. And even though we both transferred schools after our sophomore year, we remained friends all through college, even after college, like adults, she bought a house. Like I was there. And unfortunately, like today, I can't say that we are still friends. You know, I went through like this really rough period in my life, which I talk about in the first episode of my my podcast and I really was just working hard to endure my life and I missed like 
a, a, a birthday weekend with her and I, I didn't really communicate what was going on because I didn't really know how. I literally found out the weekend of her birthday. And so the day I would think we were supposed to go out for brunch with like her and all of her friends and I was stuck in the bed. Like I, I could not get out of the bed. I was... Yeah, I was just, I was in a state of devastation and uncertainty and not really knowing things. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't have the friendship anymore. But I also think, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. I think the person that I am today and the person that she is today, you know, it just doesn't necessarily make the most sense, right? It doesn't make logical sense. It doesn't mean that, you know, she had bad character that was trying to corrupt mine. I think she's an amazing person. She just recently started a business. Like there's no hard feelings there at all. But I think because we were friends for so long and the way that that friendship ended or not really ended, just kind of died out. Um, I would venture to say kind of made it difficult for me to trust. And I think, you know, we go, we go through certain things in life and we sometimes compartmentalize where we invite God in. And I definitely think that I wasn't necessarily like choosing friends and relationships wasn't necessarily something that God was wholeheartedly involved in all the time. I believe that I have learned that you don't trust people, right? You trust God. And if God is the one leading me and he's the one bringing friends and companions in my life, then I have to trust that he knows best, that even if this doesn't pan out, you know, the way that I had hoped it would, that there was a lesson in it, right? That I learned how to love better or I learned how I don't want to be loved, you know? And so I think you just have to, you know, Romans 12 and 1 talks about how we invite God into our everyday walking around, right? Our eating, our sleeping, our drinking, our our friendships, our relationships, the people we choose to commune with every day. Like I'm one of those people, like if there is a person who's in my inner circle and when we are together, whether we're just like hanging out and having fun, or if we're having a deep dialogue about something we felt like God is telling us to do, or we messed up and we felt like if I can't, if I haven't encountered the presence of God in our, um, interactions, then this is probably not a friendship that needs to be close because it's not building me right it's not and and not to say that every friendship needs to have well yes every friendship should have some level of benefit you should grow from it you should it I would even venture to say like there isn't a friendship that you should have where you are like the same person like you guys need to learn to evolve I I know and I feel like I talked about this in one of my episodes but there was a friendship that I had kind of recently shifted right I wouldn't necessarily say that we aren't friends I think the state in which we became friends I can't speak for myself I was in a very broken place right so because I was broken and because I was hurt and had just experienced a serious level of pain there was a lens in which I viewed life through but I was so committed to wholeness and so committed to reaching a point where my brokenness didn't lead my life that I worked hard to shift my perspective right I worked hard to gain God's perspective of even my pain and even the things that I had went through and I didn't want to keep living through my pain I didn't want to keep seeing things through that I didn't want to become bitter you know and I feel like um sometimes we take friendships or relationships that are meant to be seasonal and we stamp them for life you know we like oh we in this forever we in this together we don't really 
consult God in that when we are making those vows <laughs> um, of lifelong friendships. And I think one of the things that I learned is just like, man, like we aren't bad people. You know, we don't hate each other. It's just that this friendship, I think, has reached its season. You know, I think the fruit that came from it was amazing. I think, you know, we we experienced a lot together. We grew together. You know, I think we helped each other in our healing processes. But I think at some point, you know, things shifted, things changed. And it was like, ah, maybe this friendship isn't beneficial for either of us. And I think that's just a level of maturity that you reach when you like, hey, uh, ah, this is probably, you know, unhealthy for the both of us. And I think when you start to experience hurt and pain is when you choose to hang on to something that is out of season. You know, some things are not meant to last forever. Um, you know, some people, I, I can't remember like where I heard it, where someone describes like friendships, like with a tree, right? So there are some friendships that are meant to, like you grow out of them, right? They are roots. Like there are some friendships that you like, hey, this person got me forever. I got them forever. Like there is a rooted friendship. Like even when things happen and things are cut off, that root is still there and it still has the ability to produce something from it. And I think about that. Some people are branches and some branches fall off, you know, when they go through certain seasons, they wither and they die. Um, same thing with leaves, you know, they are, they are definitely, uh, they blow wherever the wind goes. And so you just recognize, like, I always classify my friendships, right? So I compartmentalize where this person is allowed. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. If you think about Jesus, like Jesus had the masses, right? Then he had the 12 and then he had the three and the three are the people who get your heart. Those are the people you can be vulnerable with. Those are the people that you can invite into, like you can invite them into your deepest thoughts, your deepest mess ups, you know, the, the, the things that you don't share with everybody. And then there's the one. And so, you know, if you're married, that one is probably your spouse. If you're not married, it's probably a person that you just hold really dear to that you trust to. My one is my mom. Like my mom is the person that I go to, you know, sometimes it takes me a while to get to her, but she is a person that I know I can share anything with and there's no judgment. Right. And I think I also have a, you know, maybe two, or three other friends that classify in that one space depending on the situation and I feel like we have to take the motto of Jesus and recognize that everybody doesn't belong in your space it's so interesting I was having this conversation with my friend the other day because I was like somebody sent me a text and they were just like you know I'm praying for you and all of this which is really cool I got the you know, hint that maybe they wanted me to, you know, have a deeper conversation with them and share things about myself. And I don't at all feel safe about that. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It's just like for me and just what I've experienced and what I encounter, it is really hard for me to feel safe with people I know like, no, no. And that's a journey that I'm taking. That's a journey where I'm learning to trust people. But also, you know, I, I also, yeah, you just gotta guard your heart. The, the Bible tells you that, to guard your heart. And it doesn't mean to have, you know, Fort Knox around your heart and don't give it to anybody. I just think it means that you have to understand um, the value of your heart and the things that f- which flow from it. And you can't just 
give it to anybody. The Bible talks about not to cash your pearls before swine because pigs don't know what to do with the pearls, you know, things that are valuable. A pig doesn't understand that he's big. And I think that we have to like view it like that. It's like when matters of the heart are shared, you need to be sharing them with people who can cultivate them, who can protect them, who will pray for you, who will challenge you. Um, and, and you just, you just, you know, you can't, you have to be very careful. I feel like the time that we are in right now is very sensitive and who you allow to speak into your life and who you allow to speak into your destiny and your future is a very, 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 very important. You can't just allow anybody to do that. And I, I think about a story that I shared in Bible study this week that I think the first time for the, for reading it this time, I read it with fresh eyes and I read it from a perspective of like, you know, who are you sharing things with? The first story that comes to mind before I share that one is the story of Joseph and his brothers, right? Joseph starts having these dreams where in this dream, God is revealing to him who he truly is. And he shares it with his brothers and they are firstly offended by the call that God has on his life. Secondly, they tell him now, 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 who are you talking to? You think we're going to be bowing down to you? And so one, I want to say when God drops things in your spirit and he shares things with you, whether it be, um, through a prophetic word, whether it be through him speaking directly to you, whether it be through a dream, whether, whether it be through something you read, whatever it is, be careful who you share matters of the heart with. You have to protect the things that God gives you and you just can't share it with everybody. You know, that was a clear sign. Fast forward to the new Testament and Jesus is sharing with the disciples you know, that he's basically sharing with them his purpose. He's saying, Hey, you know, in a, you know, in a, in a short period of time, I will be taken into custody. I will have to die. He starts to share with them his reason for living, um, which is to die, you know, to save us. And Peter, I thought it was really interesting because I read it in a couple of versions, y'all. And it was very funny to me because it says that Peter pulled Jesus to the side and rebuked him. And I thought that was very entertaining because I'm like, Peter, how, who, are you that you would pull Jesus to the side and rebuke him? I thought it was very funny and entertaining. I said, the Bible is really ghetto because how Peter going to pull Jesus to the side and rebuke him for him saying what he's saying. And so it was very interesting because Peter tells Jesus, no, Lord, that would never happen. Why would you say a thing like that? I, I rebuke that, you know, it won't happen. Um, it would never happen. And then Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan. And I thought that was very strong. You know, I thought it was very strong for Jesus to call his dear friend Satan. But the reality is that sometimes Satan can use even your friends to detour you from purpose because in that scripture, man, it was really good because Jesus starts to tell Peter, you know, you are you are viewing this from man's perspective and I see things in the spirit. And so you are now outside of the spirit. You are unaligned with what God is wanting to do here on earth. So therefore this is Satan, (laughs) you know, Satan is now using you because he has blind you of the things of the spirit. He's, he's the lens in which you are viewing. This is the perspective of man. And I need you to come up a little higher that the viewpoint of man, when you choose to take up your cross and follow me, it dies the way that you see things dies. You need to see things the way that the father sees them. And so I just think that for me, it was like, oh, this is very, very important that I understand that those who are around me need to be seeing things the same way that I'm seeing or further than me. They shouldn't be seeing things behind me because if they are my counsel 
when I take things to them, they should be able to talk me higher. They should be able to speak to me. They should be able to speak me to where God is trying to take me, not talk me out of what God is saying. And you know, there are moments where you will have no one who understands what God is saying. And those are the moments I feel like God's calling us away and he's calling us to him. Um, there are other moments where it's like, no, this person is off and maybe how they see themselves and maybe the way in which they are hearing um, from God and seeing him in this season doesn't align with where God is trying to take me. And it just maybe calls for maybe a separation, maybe not, not being their friend anymore, but maybe you don't share things with them. You know, maybe you don't allow them to be close. I think you just have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit with that and don't negate including God in that part of your life. Who you are around is so important. You know, you need people who will fight for you. You need people who, when you can't make it to a place that they will jump in and make sure that you get. And so I didn't really know where this episode was going to go today, but I felt like I just needed my, you know, I guess I just needed to talk it out, you know, and just share with you the importance of community, but also the right community, right? Because sometimes we can be so desperate and so hungry for um, wanting people to be around us that we just are not intentional about the selection of people that we call our close friends or our best friends or our companions. And it's okay. There's this message that um, Bishop Jakes did a long time ago. And I want to say that he classifies, I think there's four levels. And I know one is like confidence. Uh, I'm gonna mess it up, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to put it in the description the link to it so that you guys can go and check it out. But I think that that is a very good, um, teaching. It made a lot of things clear for me, you know, cause sometimes you get upset when a person doesn't yield for you based off the position that you've placed them in. So you're like, yo, I, I classified you as my, you know, you, my hitter, you, my ride or die. <laughs> Sorry for the language, but you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Like you, my, you, my ace, you know, you're, you, my best friend. And then when that person doesn't perform at the level in which you've placed them or positioned them, then I think you also have to check your expectations. You know, was this person supposed to be in that position? Were they supposed to have that much access to you? Um, And I think, man, this is one of the things that you really have to lean on the father for because you also don't want how you choose your friends to be based off things that you've experienced in the past. You know, like I want I just want my friendship space, which I wholeheartedly would have to say now is completely like designed by God. Like they are people that I know God placed in my life because I can mark the levels in which my life has shifted. Now, do we always get along? No. Do I always agree with everything that they say? No. Do we, am I a jerk sometimes? And do they want to walk away from me? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that when friendship is a God thing and you recognize that God has given you to each other, you know, you stick it out, you fight it, you know, you get mad at each other. You don't talk to each other for a while. You you apologize. You come back. You, you know, you don't talk for months and you, you, when you do talk, you hop right back in that thing. Like you never missed a beat. And I think, you know, I am just praying for you that you would have spirit led relationships that you would, that God would send you a community of people to help you do life with, to help you walk through this journey of purpose with that through them, you would be able to see yourself. And yeah, you know, that's just, that's, that's how I feel. So the title of the episode is who you with. 
And so I'm asking you to take a moment this week and reflect on who you with, who's in your circle. You know, there's a song that they used to play in college and it was like, get them squares about your circle. I think it was a future song. I don't, I don't know guys. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted, but yeah, man, just take a moment. Evaluate your circle. Evaluate your community. Don't just start cutting people off because we good for that too. We get mad. We don't like what they say and we like, oh, I'm done with you. You could be fighting off a person that was directly sent by God. And so I don't want you to do that, but I do want you to evaluate who's in your circle. Are they pushing you to purpose or are they pulling you back? (laughs) You know, are they pulling you away from God? Are they causing you to do things that don't necessarily reflect the person that you are or the person that you're becoming or the person that God created you to be? And so I pray that something was said today to help you put your life in perspective. I love you and I'm always praying for you. I cannot wait to be right back here with you next week. This is life in perspective. (laughs) We out.